Well, I'm glad that everybody could be with us tonight on YouTube, as well as Facebook Live and TalkShoe. And these broadcasts are also, as everyone knows, uh, are put on Sermon Audio, as well as Tumblr, Reddit, blog.com. And they are sent out to certain people in my email list. So we're, we're thankful for that. Um, looks like Brother Mark and Brother Carl have already joined us. And so I want to welcome them on board. And this is really their program. So I have a tendency of always, you know, getting in there and <laughs> blab it off. But uh, I'm going to just turn it over to, uh, to them tonight. They're the ones that have come up with the subject matter. So uh, good evening, Brother Mark and Brother Carl. Welcome aboard. Howdy. Hello. All right. Well, let's see. Do you want to start, Brother Carl, or should I? It doesn't matter. Whatever you feel like doing. I can start, or if you want to start, you're, you're more than welcome. Well, I'll just, I'll just start. Real quick, just I'm not going to read an article or anything because I couldn't find anything that I thought would be appropriate for, you know, this uh, topic because all of the stuff that I found was of an Armenian viewpoint, even though they questioned celebrating the 4th of July. But I, I do agree with you that uh, to, to, to celebrate – you know, a wicked nation that is that America has become. It's not only idolatry, but if we do that, we are throwing our lot in and giving tacit approval to the wicked things that happen in this country. So that is my stance at this point in time that I I used to think, you know, years and years and years and years ago, I used to think that the 4th of July was okay, but only in the last few years, last, you know, decade or so, I have realized that it is an idolatrous uh, expression of patriotism and loyalty to a nation that has become wicked and evil and depraved. And we're going to have, you know, people are breaking the law out there, lighting off illegal fireworks. We've already had a fatality that I heard on the news last night. A man in Ohio was setting off fireworks for the neighborhood, and one of the things tipped over and hit him in the chest and, and blew him up in his chest, and he died right there. So is it worth it? for a couple hours of mindless entertainment to set off some illegal fireworks and you're breaking the law in doing so. So is it worth it to express loyalty to an idolatrous and wicked nation that America has become? I don't think it's worth it. In scripture, we are commanded to render unto Caesar what is Caesar's and render unto God what is God's. And Yes, in Romans chapter 13, we are commanded to obey the governing authorities because 
it tells us in that chapter that no power exists except that which is established by God. And if we rebel against the governing authorities, we are rebelling against God. But that's, that's, that's one thing. But to celebrate loyalty to a nation that has become wicked and depraved as America has, Right from the beginning of our nation, America has become wicked. We had slavery in the Civil War. We had taxation without representation and many other government evils of the federal government that were oppressed on the American people from the very first day of America back in the 1700s. America has become wicked from the beginning. And as we all know, most of our founding fathers were Freemasons and Deists. And I've already explained what Deism is, that vain and empty philosophy, so I'm not going to go over that again, but we can do that at another time and place. So I am in full agreement with my brothers that to celebrate loyalty to a wicked and depraved nation that America has become it's not only wrong, it's, it's idolatry. And with that, I will turn it over to my brother, Carl. Take it, brother Carl. All right. Well, hey, hey there, brother Larry. How are you guys doing this evening? We're doing fine. We're doing fine. We've just uh, uh, we've been shooting off our firecrackers and our Roman candles and... Uh, we just finished up with the, um, what do they call those things that you twirl around in the air and they, um, sparklers, or sparklers. We even did that during the daytime. And uh, nobody's going to put me under the law. I'm going to just shoot all these firecrackers off. And I, if, I, if one of those things lands on somebody's roof and burns it down, so be it. God ordained it. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I knew you were pulling our leg. Come on now. <laughs> I thought you were pulling our leg. Pull us. <laughs> that's funny. That is too funny. We did not put out our flag, shoot out any fireworks, and we, you know, anybody that's been present on YouTube and Facebook can see I've been busy. <laughs> so, anyway, that's the answer, Brother Carl. God bless you and Sister Bad. <laughs> that was good, Larry. You had me going there for a second. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Brother Carl. All right. Well, what I'll do is I'll just start with Isaiah chapter 29, verses 9 through uh, 29. Uh, Yes, Isaiah 29, verses 9 through 16 in the authorized King James Bible only. Excellent. Verse 9. Stay yourselves and wonder. Cry ye out and cry. They are drunken, but not with wine. They stagger, but not with strong drink. For the Lord hath poured out upon you the spirit of deep sleep and hath closed your eyes. The prophets and your rulers, the seers, hath he covered. And the vision of all is become unto you as the words of a book that is sealed, which men deliver to one that is learned, saying, Read this, I pray thee. And he saith, I cannot, for it is sealed. And the book is delivered to him that is not learned, 
saying, Read this, I pray thee. And he saith, I am not learned. Wherefore the Lord said, For as so much as this people draw near to me with draw near me with their mouth, and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. Therefore, behold, I will proceed to do a marvelous work among this people, even a marvelous work and a wonder. For the wisdom of their wise men shall perish, and the understanding of their prudent men shall be hid. Woe unto them that seek deep to hide their counsel from the Lord, and their works are in the dark, and they say, Who seeth us, and who knoweth us? Surely your turning of things upside down shall be esteemed as the potter's clay. For shall the work say of him that made it, he made me not? Or shall the thing framed say of him that framed it, he had no, he hath no understanding? Well, as I said before, by the grace of God, this country sure, has sure turned things upside down, all right. They call wicked, they call evil good, and and good evil. All yep. right, and it all starts with uh, free will works idolatry. That turns into women preaching. Oh yeah. All right, we have charismaticism and Pentecostalism and sodomites. Mm-hmm. The murder of unborn children, defenseless babies in their mother's womb, and nine-year-old yep. boys dressing in drag, dancing in strip clubs, gay strip clubs with men throwing money at him, and they prop yeah. this little boy up. They pro- they prop this little boy up on Good Morning America and have the all-time sack leader in the NFL, Michael Strahan, lay his hand on the boy's shoulder and tell him how proud he is of him. Oh, my That's what, God. That, this is what people are celebrating today, all right? And before I go any further, because I'm going to be very, very strong tonight, by the grace of God, I want to just state very loudly and boldly that I'm not an anarchist. I believe in law and order, by the grace of God. I believe in the order that God has, that I believe in the order that God has established. And indeed, we are to render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. But having said that, all right, but having said that, we as Christian believers, our loyalty by the grace of God lies with God and truth. And if rendering unto Caesar, unto Caesar, if we render unto him what is his, and this puts us in direct opposition to the word of God, then we must reject Caesar. That's right. All right. They have made legal sodomy. Are yep. we supposed to just say, well, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's and everything's okay? They have made legal. For years now, the murder yeah. of unborn children, defenseless babies in their mother's womb. Yeah. Are we supposed to say, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, and this is okay? So, hey, let's celebrate and party like everybody's doing today. Right. All right? What What is going on in this country is absolutely wicked and vile. All right? It's disgusting. All right? We as a nation, celebrate sodomy. We celebrate the murder of children, of unborn defenseless babies in our mother's womb. In, in, we, celebrate, we celebrate taking our kids, our brats, and sending them overseas and having them shoot innocent people, that's done, that's done absolutely nothing to us in the name of freedom and in the name of the state of Israel. All right? We celebrate a country 
that has made it legal in some states for minors to undergo what they call gender reassignment surgery. And if the parents of said child do not conform mm-hmm. to this, these, car- these parents can be locked up and thrown into jail. All right? Any, anybody out there that calls herself a Christian, all right, has no business celebrating the United States of amnesia. All right. What what this country is doing, all right, is on a level, is on the level of what Sodom and Gomorrah was engaged in. All right. That's how bad it is. And if you have an American flag in your yard, all right, you are casting your lot in with these people, and you are celebrating sodomy. You're celebrating abortion. And you're celebrating nine-year-old kids dressing in drag because that's what, that's what this nation has indeed propped up. This is, what that, this is what this nation is celebrating today. And everybody out there getting drunk and having their barbecues and popping their, and popping their fireworks with their children, no matter mm-hmm. how bad, as I've stated before, they may protest with their mouth and draw near to the Lord with their mouth and honor him with their lips. Their hearts are mm-hmm. far from him. Their hearts are far from him. And it doesn't matter how many times you tell your kids that Sodom is wrong, that the murder of unborn children is wrong, that killing innocent people is wrong, that nine-year-old boys dressing in drag is wrong. When you pop mm-hmm. fireworks with them and celebrate Independence Day, you are teaching them that Sodom is all right and that the murder of unborn children is good. That's what you're doing. And if you call yourself a Christian in this day and age, all right, mm-hmm. and you're engaging in that behavior, and you're celebrating this nation that is shoving this stuff down our throats, all right, mm-hmm. and has embraced sodomy and homosexuality and the LGBTQ and the murder of unborn babies, you have cast your lot in with them people, and you are, and you are celebrating you are celebrating the murder of babies, and you are celebrating faggotry. It's what you're doing. And I'll turn it over Amen. to you guys. Amen, Brother Kyle. That's right. I agree with you. We are to render unto Caesar until Caesar tells us to do something that God forbids, or if God tells us that we are to do something and and the government tells us we can't, then we should, at that point, obey God rather than men. And uh, this, ver- this verse 13 of, the ch- of what you read, that, that nails it right here. We, ha- we are a nation of Christians that honor lip service to God, but their heart is really far from God. And that verse 13 is a perfect description of this nation and its nominal Christian attitude since since the very beginning of this nation. That's exactly right, brother. Amen. And you know, there and also I like to say that this nation has never been a Christian nation. That's right. It hasn't. It hasn't. All right. I can remember reading a book when I was a late, you know, I was in my late teens. I was 19 years old, I believe, whenever I read The Age of Reason by, by Thomas Paine. Oh, yeah. And uh, he was, 
he was part of the founding of this nation. And all those men were luminists, all right? They were. And this country, all right, ultimately has never been a Christian nation, and it has for years since its inception. It has draw it has drawn near to God with its mouth. Right. All right. And it's and it's honored him with its lips. But its heart has always been far from God. All right. Because it has always promoted the lie of free will. What is the army motto? Be all you can be. That's right. a lie. Because you can yep. be all you can be. You can be exactly what the good Lord's made you to be, nothing more and nothing less. But the ah. fact of the matter is that the fact of the matter is that this country, all right, is under the judgment of God. And this is what the judgment of God looks like. Legalized yeah. homosexuality. All right. Legalized the murder, the genocide of the unborn. All right. Euthanasia. That's right. Yep. Nine-year-old kids, nine-year-old boys dressing in drag and being propped up on Good Morning America, and being told by, and being told by, and being told by an idol, a a a so-called sports hero, Michael Strahan. What a disgusting mm. human being! The all-time yeah. sack leader in the NFL. I could say something about faggotry and people in tights getting, you know, <laughs> passing the ball to one another, right? So, yeah. so you got this. You got this disgusting human being patting this little boy on his shoulder and telling him he's done a great job. And this little mm. boy is dressed in drag with sodomites on the program with him, mm-hmm. and he celebrated. And, and he celebrated. So everybody out there today celebrating the Fourth of July—that's what you're celebrating. And no matter how much you say that you're not, you're fooling yourself. Because you are yep. celebrating a because you are celebrating a country that has turned in to Sodom and Gomorrah, and you're celebrating Sodom and Gomorrah. So I hope all you guys out there that are engaged in that activity today enjoy yourself. Yep. Because the reckoning is coming. That's right, brother Carl. And there is and there is a scripture somewhere that says that if a man puts on women's clothing, it's disgusting, and that if a woman puts on a man's clothing, it's disgusting. There is a scripture somewhere. Uh, I'll have to look it up. I'll try to look it up before next time. But I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that there is a scripture somewhere that says that if a woman puts on man's clothing or if a man puts on women's clothing, it's disgusting. And I totally agree with that. It's disgusting. That's right, brother. Take it, brother Larry. Well, you guys are doing such a good job. I don't want to mess it up. Oh, <laughs> but, you're not uh, going to mess it up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I agree with everything that's been said. You know, they used to call um, queers faggots. And I yeah. don't know if you've got... I don't know if you know where that came from, but uh, we can look it up. A faggot is a is a brand in a fire, and uh, that's exactly what homosexuality is. It is appealing to perverse perverse lust, and uh, you know, I remember 
you know, when I was a young man, uh, we lived in, in a place, and across the street from us, everybody knew that there were two homosexuals living there together. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember, I mean, this was when I was four and five years old. My parents said, stay away from those people. They're queers, and they are, um, you know, they let me know that they were in disobedience to God and his commands. That's what, That's the way I was raised. And because I was raised that way, now government is saying your your beliefs, your understanding of the Bible, your faith of Christ that you have is non-relevant in our society today. It's no longer relevant. And so, therefore, because it's no longer relevant, that makes you no longer relevant. And that's exactly where we've come to. And that's why, you know... <laughs> that's why I lost a career. Um, mm-hmm. That's why I lost a career because I, um, you know, it's interesting because I just looked up the word faggot and it says mm-hmm. first definition is a male homosexual. The second de- definition, listen to this, a bundle of sticks or twigs bound together for fuel. Right. That's exactly. That that pretty well defines homosexuality. They're a bundle of sticks bound together for fuel. Yeah. Now don't take that that because they are appealing to the lust of the flesh. You know. Right. And, uh, you know, I I was talking to a good friend of mine, a very good friend of mine, Brother Walt Stickle, the other day, and. And he had been reading through the book again, Phillips versus the State of Missouri. That's what I was showing there on some of those pages from that book. And, you know, it just kind of, sometimes I have to pinch myself to think that if, if I was a social worker today and I was trying to take a stand against homosexual foster parents today, I'd be laughed out of, literally, I mean, I was laughed out of the room. I was laughed, I was I was terminated back 22 years ago. Can you imagine if I brought this case before this, the uh, Supreme Court of the United States today or the, the uh, higher courts? I mean, people would just look at me like I was a, a hate-mongering bigot, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know, that's... That, that there proves to me that God has his timing in all things, you know? Yes. And so my question is, to everybody that's listening, I just have a question for you. How should a Christian respond when they know they are being asked to do something that not only goes against their conscience, but the clearly revealed word of God? Yep. You know, how should What should their response be? Now, to me... The answer should be obvious to all who are in the family of God. Sometimes our response does not always line up with our convictions. <laughs> the Bible tells us when we do something that we know is wrong, then to us that becomes sin. But, mm-hmm. you know, the thing of it is, uh, it's like Brother Carl said, if government starts legislating, legislating immorality, which that's what they've done, <laughs> whether it's abortion, whether it's 
Uh, I agree, Brother Carl. You made a statement here a couple weeks ago. Uh, the next thing that's going to be <coughs> socially approved, the next two things are pediophilic behavior, pediophiles, and bestiality. That's the next thing we're going to see. And people say, oh, that could never happen in this country. It's already happening. It's already, it's already happening. happening. Yep, it's yeah. already happening for a long time now. Probably yeah, since. That's right. I'll turn it back over to you guys. <clears throat> I found that scripture that I was referencing just a few minutes ago. It's in Deuteronomy. The book of the letter of Deuteronomy, chapter 22, verse 5, in the authorized King James Version. Deuteronomy 22, verse 5, in the authorized King James Version. The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man. Neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. For all that do so are an abomination unto the Lord thy God. I'm going to read it one more time so it sinks in. Deuteronomy 22, verse 5. The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. For all that do so are an abomination unto the Lord thy God. Do you hear that, all you homosexuals out there? You're putting on women's clothing. You're, you're defiling the word of God. You're in direct rebellion against the word of God. What will you say? What will you have to say for yourselves? All you heathens you out there, what will you say for yourselves when you're standing in front of the judgment tribunal of Jehovah? What will you have to say for yourself then? Nothing. Take it, brothers. Yes, and that scripture there in Deuteronomy 22.5 where it talks about a woman not wearing that that which pertaineth to a man and a man not wearing that which pertaineth to a woman, it's just not talking about dresses and makeup. But it's talking right. about things like it's talking about things like skinny jeans as well. Yep. All right. Okay. Exactly. And, and I want to be I want to be very careful. I want I want to be very careful here not to bear a false witness against you. I, I want to be very careful, excuse me, not to bear false witness against two people I'm fixing to call out. So everybody out there, I'm not, I am not accusing Dr. James R. White and Jeff Durbin, Jeff Dirtbin, as I like to call him, as being homosexuals. All right. So that's not, so I, I want everybody to understand, mm-hmm. I'm not accusing them of being gay or fags. But I'm going to say this, right. they're very, very feminine. So listen, to yep. just look at James White, the way he talks and holds himself. He's got a lot of sugar in his tank. You just look at, you just, you just look at Jeff Durbin. Yeah. Look at him with his, thumb, with his thumb ring on and his gelled hair and, mm-hmm. his, and, his, and his conditioned beard and his, and his skinny jeans. He is in direct Every, violation of Deuteronomy 22.5 because he is wearing that which pertaineth to a man, and not just him, but men like yeah. Anley Stanley as well, mm-hmm. men, like, men like Todd White. It's no coincidence that all these people who have made friends with the world, 
that the Bible yep. is speaking of here in verse 14, therefore, in Isaiah 29, therefore, behold, I will proceed to do a marvelous work. Among this people, even a marvelous work and a wonder for the wisdom of their wise men shall perish, and the understanding of their prudent men shall be hid. Men like Dr. James White, who are supposed to be wise, who has attacked the word of God for years and called the King James Bible a corrupt text in favor right. of things like the new in favor of things like the New American Standard Version and the and the New English Translation. All right. You look at these men. All right. Look at these men, and they're very, very feminine, all right? Yep. And they have embraced people who reject the God of the Bible, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. They've rejected – they have embraced these men and rejected true brethren, and they've embraced men of false religions, of Islam. Right. All right? Yep. They embraced Mormons – and Jehovah's Witnesses, and they mask this, all right, by saying that they're that they're engaging in apologetics with them, which is the wisdom yeah. of men and it's foolishness to God. And they and and through this they have made they have attempted to make the cross of Christ, the gospel of Jesus Christ, of none effect in favor of their so called wisdom. All right. I can remember a while back I was watching um Jeff Dirtbin his uh his church apolo apologia apologia all right yeah. and they were having a a beer drinking tattoo fest all right and i'm not what? saying that there's anything i'm not saying that there's anything wrong occasionally and this might upset some people with having a glass of wine we all have we all have christian liberty all right and god gives us the wisdom by his grace to know what we should do and what we should not do and act like we got some sense all right so i'm not condemning them i'm not condemning them for having a beer but i am condemning them for 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 doing it in their assembly that the way they did it and engaging in the activity that they engaged in and on the wall behind these people as they were guzzling their beers and tattooing one another look and i have tattoos okay the point that I'm making is clearly on the wall behind Jeff Durbin, very, very visible was the Masonic chessboard black and white pattern. All right. And that's not a coincidence. All right. These people like James White and and Jeff Durbin, who are absolutely false teachers. Absolutely. Yep. All right. They have embraced the United States of America and its politics by their condoning the celebration of pagan feasts and things like 4th of July. Yep. All right. This okay. is what they've done. No matter how many, no matter how many abortion clinics that Jeff Durbin goes to and protest, mm-hmm. doesn't matter if you're still okaying and sanctioning. All right. A nation that is engaging in that activity doesn't matter how close you draw to the Lord with your mouth, your heart's far from him. And I have some serious questions about those two guys and and both of their both of their I want to say respected ministries, but I say that with laughter and condescension because it's a joke. But yeah, those guys have a lot of sugar in their tank. It is a joke. You're right, Carl. And and you're right about today's fashions. I'm I'm old enough to remember what happened 
in the 90s, the, the, the style of men's pants, you know, the street culture type of thing, all the rappers were wearing loose jeans. Pants and jeans in general were loose and baggy in the 90s, and now here we are 20 years later, and I see all these young men walking around exactly like you said, Brother Carl, with these, with these skinny, skinny jeans that show off the shape of the behind and the upper leg in the back and all that. It's, I don't think a man. I don't think a man has anything, any business wearing that kind of thing. But of they course, we, you, you know. But of course, we have men have been, uh, how you say it, uh, sanitized or feminized by the by the godless heathen feminists that have been attacking our culture and attacking, you know, Christian values in his, since the 1960s is when, when, when things started going wrong in America since the 1960s. Well, in that, in the cultural regard, but like I said before, you know, our, our nation has never been a Christian nation and there's been evil on the books of our nations from day one. And so, yes, that's right. These men who go around wearing skinny jeans, it's, it's really kind of sick. And then these other street punk type of people, like the rappers and the thugs on the street, they go around wearing their back of their pants halfway down the I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it. You get the picture. <laughs> but it is. It's all. And then, and then, young women. I see young women wearing men's clothing. You know, like shirts and pants and jeans. It's like, you know, there are very few chaste and godly women like Rosette in the world today. So, it's it's really it's really amazing to see how far our culture has gone down the tubes. And I salute and praise Rosette for, for continuing to do what God said to do in the face of this godless heathen culture. I, I give kudos to Rosette for abiding to the word of God in, in modest apparel. I give kudos to Rosette on that. Not to float the boat or anything, just recognize, you know, recognize and give due honor where it's due. Well, praise God, brothers. Yeah, I can, I can just, I can just hear people now. Wow, I've turned into a, I, man, these people are into legalism, you know. I didn't realize no. I was going to tune into a broadcast where these people are trying to bring me under the law. And I right. can just hear people... I can just hear people right now. I mean, I, you know, we all have had charges laid against us. I've had, I've been called a legalist, but you know, mm-hmm. what is the law for? Okay, it's what I ask people when they say, when they ask me, you know, are you a legalist? I go, well, what is the law for? You know, there must be some reason why I'm putting the law to you. <laughs> okay, yep. the law is a schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. In, in Leviticus 18, this is one of the scriptures I <clears throat> cited to the uh, the court in my case, uh, and you can go to it, uh, Leviticus 18, 
verse 22, Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is an abomination. Notice the very next next step after the warning not to practice homosexuality. The very next one. Neither shalt thou lie with any beast to devile thyself therewith. Neither shall any woman stand before beast to lie down there too. It is confusion. Yep. Now, that was my... That was my Old Testament passage, and of course they go, well, that's Old Testament. You know, they, it's amazing how much uh, these attorneys can automatically know the Bible when they, when they want to come against you. I said, yeah, uh, that's Old Testament. I said, let's let's go back to uh, let's go back to the New Testament. So I took them back to Romans one twenty-seven. Yep, and it says, actually, we can start in twenty-six. For this cause yep. God gave them the vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use unto that which is against nature. And likewise yep. also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. Do you think part of that might have been that recompense part of Part of that might have been getting the disease of AIDS. And then also, verse 28, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. And we see where it goes from there. So it's a slippery slope. And, you know, it's interesting because when I was in KU, I was in you know Department of Psychology, and they had a little group up there, which I'm sure glad that God restrained me from associating with them. But I found out that that little group of professors up there, um, they had relationships with their children, incest. These are these are professors, okay? And now mm-hmm. we see. Notice, uh, notice what it says in chapter 18 of Leviticus, verse six: None of you shall approach to any that is near of kin to him to uncover their nakedness. The nakedness yep. of thy father, or the nakedness of thy mother, shall. Be. And people say, Well, Larry, why are you going into this? Everybody knows that. Well, everybody might know that, but I'm telling you. This is becoming more and more prevalent in our society. I see women marrying their daughters and, and yeah. men wearing their sons. And he says here, the nakedness of thy sister, the daughter of thy father, the daughter of thy mother, the nakedness of thy son's daughter or thy daughter's daughter, even their nakedness thou shalt not be covered. And so this deals with the whole gamut. And it all, by the way, it doesn't leave... Uh, you know, and I know, you know, this is, you know, anyone that comes out of an immoral lifestyle that is truly saved are going to be just like every one of us. We're going to be, we're going to take a, a strong stand against it. Even if we have been involved in sexual immorality and stuff, we are going to speak up against it. The people that, that you find are, are uh, are not taking this a strong stand against <clears throat> fornication and immorality and everything. 
are those who have bought into the Kool-Aid that, you know, I mean, you go amongst some Southern Baptists, it's amazing. It's amazing what is condoned in those circles. And there, there, there are even, you know, someone posted on Facebook here a while back, um, the Christian Swingers Club. Oh. And it actually had people that were wife and husband swapping that were proclaiming to be Christian. That's how far our society has gone down the tubes. I'll yeah. shut up. <laughs> and I'll turn it back over to you guys. And uh, let's see, you you just brought up something that I'm trying to remember what it was. Anyway, it'll come back to me, but go for it, Brother Carl. Okay, yeah. I just want to say one more time that I'm not bearing false witness against Dr. James R. White and Jeff Dartman, and I'm not calling them faggots. All I'm saying is there's something real strange with those guys going on. And they're yeah. very, very feminine. And they're very, very feminine. And they engage in dressing in tight-fitting jeans and clothing that pertaineth to a woman. Yeah. All right. I don't make the rules. I don't. I just call it how That's, I see it. Deuteronomy twenty-two-five. We just read what it says. And if you want to call me a legalist, because I believe in the Holy Bible and the Scriptures, the King James Bible, by the grace of God, you go ahead and call me a legalist. I don't care, all right? But this is the fact of the matter, all right? You can draw near to the Lord all you want to with your mouth, all right? But faith without works is dead, all yeah. right? Faith without works is dead, all right? The elect of God are going to – they're going to manifest good fruit by the grace of God because this is evidence of their salvation. It's not the cause of it. And we're going to manifest by the grace of God – good works that we were ordained to walk in in Christ Jesus from before the world began. All right? And we're going to and we're going to bear good fruit by the grace of God. All right? And calling and calling mess like this out is part of that. And taking a stand for the scriptures and the holy word of God. All right? And our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, all right, is part of that. All right? And a Christian in today's world has no business engaging in worship of a country that is a fag, United States of fags. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's what it yep. is. And popping fireworks, all right? Popping fireworks and barbecuing and, with you know, at the, and, and – and then at the forefront of your mind, hey, man, today's 4th of July. Let's go barbecue. Let's go drink our beer. Let's go pop some fireworks. And you're doing that. You're worshiping. You're yeah. worshiping. You are worshiping Sodom and Gomorrah. You are lifting up and celebrating a nation that has legalized sodomy. Two yep. men together. All right? You're, you're <laughs> worshiping a nation that has legalized the murder of the unborn, defenseless babies in their wombs, defenseless right. babies in their mother's wombs. Excuse me. You are engaging in worship, in the worship of a nation that its leaders, its political leaders and religious leaders, mainly the Roman Catholic Church, and now the Southern Baptist Convention with all this stuff coming out, all right? Its political leaders as well, they're pedophiles. Yep, they're child rapists and killers. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Donald Trump is just as wicked and vile as the rest of them. That's why. That's why. Yeah. That's why nobody's locked up. I mean, the whole debacle <laughs> that was. Well, at least in my view, it was a debacle. The whole uh, debate with with Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, you, you know, years ago, and yeah. what did you tell her? What did you tell her? Because you'd be in jail, right? And people bought into that. All right. Yeah. Trump is never gonna Trump is never gonna drain the swamp because he's just like them people. He's all right. Part of it. And he's part of it. All right. And pedophilia. That's what's coming next. Make no mistake about it. This country is engaged in the worship, all right? It's engaged in the in the worship of homosexuality. It's engaged in the worship of the murder of the unborn and nine-year-old kids dressing in drag. All right. Yeah. And you don't have and you don't have to dress in drag to wear that, which pertains to a woman. All you gotta do is put you on some skinny jeans. <laughs> That's all you gotta do. And you're and yeah. and you are wearing that which pertains to a woman, all right. And like I say, I don't want to bear false witness against anybody and accuse people of being fags, whenever maybe they're not. All I'm saying is there's something funny about Dr. James R. White and and Jeff Dirtman and all those people that they're attached to. It's no coincidence that the Roman Catholic Church itself, all right, and the people that they sort of align themselves with or people that align themselves with the Roman Catholic Church, so to speak, they're all engaging in the same behavior, which is child rape and molestation and homosexuality. And with that, I'll turn it over to you guys. Yeah, and, and ultimately child sacrifice. I mean, you know, Bill Clinton and Hillary and Donald Trump were all buddy buddies with Jeffrey Epstein, you know, and they all... Yep went on that sex plane with him over to his island and participated in that stuff. This is a matter of record. I mean, they've got Epstein's black book with Don Trump, Donald Trump's phone number in it. So it's getting ready. And what did Trump say? Trump said, oh, Jeffrey Epstein really knows how to throw a party, wink, wink. (laughs) What do you think he's talking about? Yeah, and he also said he he likes his women very young and very pretty or something to that effect. Yeah, they're all in this together. And, you know, obviously we know that Donald Trump and his history is one of perversion. We know all about Bill Clinton. <laughs> you know, what? How? why would we even bring him up? It's a foregone conclusion. We know that Hillary is a lesbian. We know that um, Obama and we know his wife is a tranny. I mean... You know, we th- this is so prevalent in our society. It's right in front of us. And your, by the way, your discernment of Dr. James White meets the criteria of the lesbians uh, indicator to me as to how you determine if one is gay or not. Yeah, and you know, and yes, yes, and, sir. And I just want to be very careful not to bear false witness against anybody. Right. But I just don't know. You know what I mean? I don't want to do that. But having said that. You know, there's something real fishy about those guys. It's very, very fishy. And I'll just say this about trannies, and I'll and I'll let you take it. I'll let you take it back. I'm sorry, but I believe Melania Trump is most Melania or whatever his name is is most likely a tranny as well. And I believe that Ivanka Trump is most likely a male to female tranny. And I think that Jared Kushner most likely is a 
female to male training. And with that, I'll turn it back over to you. Well, they all they all fit the criteria that I already stated when that lesbian came in my office and asked me how I, how how do you discern whether someone is gay or not? And I said, how's that? She says, if you think they're gay, they are. That's having gaydar. <laughs> radar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's well, a good that's, that comes straight they didn't have, didn't have money to to do an operation to darn near perfection where you wouldn't where you'd have to look really hard to be able to tell oh I see what's going on you know so well, well you know it's a form of worship and and you know they do this they start this stuff out when these babies are in their mother's womb. I mean, they have they have they have sorcery that these people engaged in. You know, the word you know sorcery. You know, it's it's not just as simple, right, or as fanciful as as saying abracadabra, hocus pocus with a magic wand. All right, I'm I'm, I'm talking about true alchemy, and the goal of the alchemist, the philosopher's stone or the transmutation uh-huh. of lead into gold, that's just a symbol, all right? That's just a metaphor. And inside that metaphor, what you have being the goal of the alchemist, the philosopher's stone, is actually the divine androgyne, all right? Mm-hmm. It is the image of Lucifer, which is androgynous, all right? These so-called Jews, all right, these people – and I'm not a racist. These people are the racist, all right? We're not the racist. They claim to be closer to God because of their skin color, so that qualifies them as racist, not us. All right, well, what yep. these people believe, the God of Judaism, all right, is an androgynous God. And they believe that when Adam and Eve were created, they were created an hermaphrodite, all right? Mm-hmm. And that God separated them, all right? All right, that's what they believe. So the goal of the alchemist, all right. The goal of the sorcerer is to achieve the image of God, the divine androgyne, which is what we see today with the whole transgenderism movement. And that's what people are out there celebrating today, popping their fireworks and barbecuing with their kids. No matter how much they tell them it's wrong, when you engage in that behavior with your kids, you are celebrating faggotry and transgenderism and the murder of the unborn. Yep. Yeah, we, we even can look at the uh, image of Baphomet. I mean, with the horns and then the fully developed breast of a woman. Um, we can see this also, uh, you know, exemplified in Hollywood with the the yin and the yang. Everything is androgynous. That's where we're going, and that you know, I, you know, I call them he she's. Okay, I'll say to Rosette, is, I, I go, there goes a he-she, because you can't tell what they are. So I just call them he-she's. Um, some of them look like they're more female than male, but what really, like Brother Carl says, what really drives it home is when you actually can look at someone and you absolutely cannot tell whether they're male or female. You just can't right. tell. And yep. so, but anyway, this this we are living in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. There, there's no question about. It. I want to welcome aboard uh, Emmanuel Roberts and Bodu Kumar and Doug Ellis, who also joined us. And um, uh, I'm sure there are other people that have 
and I appreciate all the comments of Ashley and Mark, and and I appreciate everybody that's come on board. Uh, yeah, this, you know, my wife was telling me when she was a young girl, she said, my favorite holiday used to be when we went and shot, shot off firecrackers. She said, that was one of my favorite holidays. Mine, too. I thought it was cool. I'd take black cat um, firecrackers, put a little hole in the top of a Coke can or a, or a uh, uh, Libby's corn can, and then put it in a five-gallon bucket with a little water and put that black cat in the middle of that can, and that you shoot that you shoot that off, and that can would go up about 200 feet in the air, okay, yeah. by pushing against the water. Oh, I mean, we had a great time. I had no idea. And that's the, that's the problem. A lot of these uh, people out here are totally clueless. But yeah. they, they also, they also I, I, have, I have kind of come to the conclusion that a lot of people are like my mom. They want to be clueless. Because their idea is, if you tell me the truth, then I'm I'm responsible for it. Just don't tell me it. Then I don't have to be, which, by the way, ignorance is no uh, excuse for sin. The sins of omission are just just as much sin as those of commission. And so my mom used to tell me, you know, when I was involved in this five-year case, I'd go over there and I would just try to share, you know, what was going on. She goes, I don't really want to hear this. Just let them do their own thing. Just let, Larry, just let them do their own thing, you know? Why do you have to, you know, no use, you know, you've heard the saying, you know, no use, uh, but you know what? That's what all of America has done. They've sat on the sidelines and say, oh, well, just let them do their own. And now, guess what? It's gotten to the point where it's not just letting them do their own thing. You, they want you to participate in their thing and endorse That's it. And it and like I said the other day, you know, I was talking to Michael Smith up at the Sovereign Grace Joplin Church, and I told him, I said, you're not going to be able to worship here in a public setting very much longer because these homosexuals are going to come right in here and ask to be members, and if you deny them membership, you're going to be sued. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. And, and Amen. So if you have, a sign, you have your sign out on the church, and it says, everyone welcome. What you're saying is, faggots, come right on in. Come right. There's, yep. a, there's a United Methodist Church down in Rogers, Arkansas, and out on their board it says, everyone welcome, and then comma, we mean capital, everyone. We know what that means. We know what uh -huh. that means. So, yeah, it's, it's a sad day in history when we have to even have this conversation in our country. But Yes, sir. I would really uh, highly encourage you guys. I put on earlier today an interview that I did with Walt Stickle, uh, York Glisman from Belgium, and uh, uh, Dave Baxter from the islands. They're all three historians, and I interviewed them over the founding fathers of this country. And I think you would find it very interesting listening. Uh, and you can you will ascertain a lot of information about what really went on after the 13 colonies. There was a time in this country where 90% of all of the 13 colonies were Protestants. And Roman mm -hmm. Catholicism 
illegal in this country. It was illegal during the 13 colonies. Do you realize it was illegal for Roman Catholics to meet and worship? Yes, it was. Yes, it but was. Ab- after the universal document, after Thomas Jefferson, I love Brother Carl's thing about <laughs> I'm not going to do a Thomas Jefferson. I love that. Anyway, I've used that a lot, Brother Carl. Anyway, Go right ahead. You said Brother Carl says I'm not going to do a Thomas Jefferson because Thomas Jefferson was a liar and a cheat. He had slaves yep. and then said he would do slavery. He took out all the miracles and then created his own Thomas Jefferson Bible, denied the virgin birth, denied the substitutionary atonement of Christ, and then was the author of the Declaration of Independence which said that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. This is a lie. Okay? And I'm not going to go back over that again. But anyway, if you get a chance, listen to that interview. Uh, you'll like the interview because... It's probably one time you'll hear Larry Phillips in an interview where I'm not doing hardly any of the talking. <laughs> okay, so you'll like that part of it. I'll turn it back to you guys. Amen, brother. Yes, you're <laughs> right, brother. They do, they do want you to join in with their depravity. Here in Romans verse 1, verse 32, it says, it says in the authorized King James, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. That's exactly right, Brother Larry. Oh, come on. Lighten up. Oh, they do. They actually do. They try to get you to join in their moral depravity. That's exactly right. And I have... Uh, I have one more scripture relating to verse 28 in Romans 1. Uh, Romans 1, 28 in the authorized King James says, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, like, like the wearing of the opposite sex's clothes that I went to in, uh, what was it, Deuteronomy 22, I think. And I have another verse that relates to this, Romans 1.28, and that is, uh, let's see, 1 Timothy, uh, let me see. Oh, yeah, here we are, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2 in the authorized King James. Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. What does a hot iron do? It burns things so they can't be used. If you if you put down iron on a if you put down a hot iron on a shirt that you're ironing and walk away for five minutes and come back later, you'll have a crispy a crispy patch on that shirt where the iron burned it and you just ruined your shirt. So these people, like it says in Romans one twenty eight and Second Timothy four verse two. They speak lies, and like the other one, they want you to join in, like in verse 32 of First Romans. They want you to join in. They speak lies in hypocrisy because their conscience has been seared like a hot iron burns things. And so that's why they, that's, you know, their conscience is seared with a hot iron because God turns them over to that reprobate mind to do wicked 
and inconvenient things. Take it, Brother Carl. All right, yeah, I'll just say a couple of things here, and I'll close it out from my end, by the grace of God. Uh, I don't think that let – me, let me restate that. I think there's more to it, more to the name Independence Day than we yep. – then we really, you know, think about. We tend to think, you know, independence, you know, from another country and becoming the sovereign nation of the United States of America. But really, it's took on a whole new name in this day and age, Independence Day. And that's what people are out there celebrating today. They're celebrating their independence, that they can do what they want to do. It's all yeah, right, yeah. man. It's all right. I can do what I want to do. I'm on a spinning rock going around the sun. There is no God. You know, I can mm-hmm. do what I want to do. I'm independent. You know, I mean, it's what a what a joke. I mean, it's, you know, but look, the only reason that we can see any of this mess is because God's been gracious enough to open up our eyes. And, you know, it's not because it's not because we're smarter than anybody else or, you know. Right. It's because of God. It's because of the mercy of God and his grace. And I'm going to read a few passages. I'm going to read a few passages from Genesis 19. And then I'm going to close out with John 6, if that's okay with you guys. So in Genesis 19, I'll pick up at verse 14, and I'll read 14 through 17, and then I will pick up again in verse in, in, in verse 24, and I will read 24 through 26 in Genesis 19 in the King James Bible. Verse 14, and this is whenever the angels sent by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ go into Sodom to get Lot and his family. All right. In verse 14, it says, And Lot went out and spake unto his sons-in-law, which married his daughters, and said, Up, get you out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law. And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife, and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto him. And they brought him forth, and set him without the city. And it came to pass, when they had brought him forth abroad, that he said, Escape for thy life, look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountains, lest thou be consumed. Then I'll pick up in verse verse 23 through 26. The sun was risen upon the earth when when Lot entered into Zohar. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and that which grew upon the ground. But his wife looked back from behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. So the point I like to make here by the grace of God is that, all right, in verse 16, it says that Lot lingered, all right? And we've all been guilty in, in one way or another, at least I know I have and I'm not proud of it, of lingering, right? It says, and while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful under him, and they brought him forth and set him without the city. So while we linger, the Lord has came to us, and because he's merciful, all right, and he's bringing us out of Sodom, bringing us out of this wicked country, all right, and he's bringing us into another one that he's prepared into eternity. All right, and we can't linger anymore. 
all right? He's He's been gracious enough to be merciful, to come to us by his spirit and call us to faith in Jesus Christ and take us by the hand, so to speak, and lead us out, all right? So let's not be, let's not linger any, any you know, let's not linger any longer. And like in verse 26 where it says, but his wife looked back from behind him and she became a pillar of salt. And let's remember Lot's wife. All right, so let's not linger any longer. Let's come out of this wickedness and touch not the unclean thing by the grace of God, and let's not look back. Let's, by the grace of God, not linger and come out of this wickedness and separate ourselves from all this wickedness and this iniquity going on around us by disengaging ourselves from these pagan feasts and from the Fourth of July celebrations and, and from popular culture in general because it's of Satan. And with that, I'll turn it back over to you guys, and then I'll close with John 6 whenever you guys get ready. Amen. Excellent, brother. Excellent. Okay, well, at this time, I'll close with my little short. uh, We're coming up to the top of the hour. And so I will uh, say thank you to all of our saints for being with us tonight. Please keep praying for the Roberts family and for the Phillips family. And please keep praying for Brother Carl's mom, Reba, that God would bring her out of that false religious system that she's in. Okay, I'm going to close with my short little scripture in the Authorized King James Version, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 5, speaking of the final perseverance of the saints. Verse 5, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Take it, Brother Carl. All right. Well, Brother Larry it was, and Brother Mark, it was good to be with you guys tonight. And Brother Ashley Kenny over there in Australia, God bless you, brother, and everybody else that was listening, and, and Sister Rosette and Brother Mark Phillips, and to my wife, I love you. And uh, thanks for the opportunity, once again, Brother Larry and Brother Mark, to be in fellowship with you guys. And God bless you both, and I'll close with the Gospel of John, chapter 6, verses 35 through 40. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you that ye also have seen me, and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. This is the Father's will which has sent me. That of all which he hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up at the last day. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you. Thank you. And uh, I want to thank both Brother Carl and Brother Mark for their faithfulness to the Word of God. And uh, it's a blessing. It's a blessing because you have to look far and long, a long ways, before you find someone that hold, that has been given the grace of God yep. to, to uh, talk. You know, there's very few people you can even talk to like this. I mean, you can yep. count them on one hand. Most people, you, they, they just already would have shut you down. But uh, I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight on, on this um, day that most people call a holiday, which is not a holy day at all. And um, I agree with Brother Carl when he says that, you know, 
if you look at the holidays, all of them have that pagan component, whether it's Ishtar. We know yep. what Christmas Christ Mass was about. You know, one time Christmas was a illegal holiday in the United States. It was illegal to because everybody knew what it represented. It was represented the winter solstice and it represented orgies and sexual uh, just like Carl said, it, it was like Christmas was like Independence Day. It was free of any ethics or morality. Throw it all to the wind. Yeah, and, and today, right. in, Independence Day is, this is the day I can be open, so open-minded my brains fall out. That's basically exactly. what it is. Yeah, and so, Yeah, absolutely. It's Luciferian. It's and and you know so yeah we cannot go into amongst them and be a part of it so i'm very grateful that god has given us fellowship with a few like-minded people so with that i'm going to close that and let yeah and let just remind oh by the way everybody also remember brother uh mark uh, kennedy remember him as well we all need the prayers of god's people um we Amen. prayers of people to um, build us up and edify us and so on. And yeah, I'm, not pre- pre- I'm not preaching. And it's, our duty I'm- to, and it's our duty to pray for our fellowship, every single one of us, by the grace of God. Excuse me. Yes, yes it is. That's right. Well, That's with right. that, I'm going to say good night to everybody. And you guys, I appreciate so much um, what you stand for. And we know it's all by the grace of God. So with that, I'll say good night. We'll be back with you for our Bible study on Sunday morning. Um, And and then we'll be back on Sunday evening. And by the way, we don't, I've kind of been convicted not to even, I don't even call it Sunday morning worship anymore. Or Sunday evening. What I I call it is Bible study, okay? We do a we do a Bible study that just happens to fall on a Sunday and a Sunday night. And I yeah. I may I may end up anyway. I don't want to be any part of anything pagan. Whether that's Constantine, right. the Catholic Church or anything to do with it. So anyway, that's kind of where I'm my thoughts. Good night everybody. Love you, Till Sunday.